Hello guys and welcome to Date Differently. Russ here and I'm joined as always with the gorgeous, beautiful Maddie Briscoe. Hello, hello. Let's talk dating, Mats. Yeah, let's do it. So today, it's all about engagement. It's all about how do you have a great date? What does that mean? What does it mean to have a successful date today? Welcome to Date Differently, a podcast for the right girls dating the wrong guys. Where we talk about breaking all the goddamn rules. So many people go on dates and time is precious to everyone. You know, you might be going on a few dates a week. You want to get the most out of that date as you can and you want to give that person a chance. Whoever you're seeing, you want to give them a chance to reveal who they Mm. are and you want to reveal who you are. So you want to make the most out of the dates that you're going on. Yeah, and on the flip side, okay, you want to show up as the best kind of person you are on a date. And I think there's so many frustrations. So one of the things that comes up over and over again for me is this whole idea of 50 first dates. This whole idea of, you know, Ross, I keep meeting these guys. I go on one date. I meet them on Tinder. I meet them on Bumble. We text back and forth. We go on one date. And it's a really, really good date. And then it doesn't go anywhere. Yes. I've experienced that so much. And so many of my friends have experienced that. And you think... It was great. We really hit it off. And then they it's just blank. They're gone. They're gone. And it was a good date, right? Yeah. And and I get this all the time. Like we we must get we'd get maybe an, an inquiry one one a month that is kind of like, what am I doing wrong? And I I, I fucking hate that. Because I don't necessarily think you're doing wrong, anything wrong. I just think that the way dating has gone and the technology that's come with that has changed the way people see dating. I think it's become more of a commodity. I think with Tinder and with Bumble, and we, we have talked a little about this in previous uh, episodes, is that there's just that abundance mentality, right? So you do one thing that isn't right for me, and then I've got 50 to 60 to 70 other women that I could swipe and go on a date with. That's it. People are so fickle. And, I mean, we've talked about this time and time again like it's it's the whole dating landscape that's wrong it's mm. not you that's wrong it's it's society so we're shaking it up here yeah. and 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 even to build on that right i'm not saying that you can't improve your communication skills. I'm not saying that you can't improve the way you have conversation, the people you talk to, the way you convey yourself. I'm not saying you can't improve being charming and being more uh, engaging, so to speak. I'm saying if you're going to do that, do it for you, not for him, if that makes sense. That is a very good point. And I think that leads us well into the first sort of topic of today's podcast and it's first Tinder dates. First Tinder dates. Because when you go on a first Tinder date, you want to make a great impression because it's just in people's nature. They want people to like them. Even if you don't even know if you like the other person, people just want to be liked. But you haven't even met him yet. Why do you want to impress him before you've even met him? Exactly. When, you, when you're on Tinder, when you swipe right on someone, you match, your heart flutters a little bit. You're like, oh, maybe this is the guy. Yeah. You text back and forth a little bit. Like, it's fun. It's cheeky. You get that from he's funny. Um, and then you finally decide to meet in real life. You still haven't decided if, well, you shouldn't have decided whether you I like him because you you've decided. never seen his face. So like back in um, episode one, we talked about um, the dating landscape changing, right? We talked about the way we date changing. And I think what has come with the online movement, with the apps, right, is that this level of social stalking. Like you haven't met this guy other than you've you've swiped right on each other, you've matched, and then suddenly you've got access to his Instagram page, you've got access to his Facebook page, and you do know his name because you've either gone from the apps into real kind of texting each other. 
So you go down this road of social stalking. Now, don't get me wrong, I do exactly the same thing. It's just because the information is out there. So you start to create a story about this guy before you've even met him, before you've even said one word to him. And that's it. You become engaged in him before you've actually spoken a spoken word to him. Yeah, like, guys, if you're listening, right, how many well, times you know, have you, you done might that? not, but... No, I think I agree I with you. I do, and I feel like a lot of other people do as well. Yeah, I agree with you. I think I like. I think it's a real issue. I think it's something that I'd love to to raise in this podcast. Is this there's this idea that you've created a persona of this guy before he said one word to you, I mean, and not and through no fault of your own, right? No, Only because that's what social media does. You jump on and you see him sitting in, uh, you know, an armchair carrying puppies. You know, you no one puts their worst foot forward on Facebook. They do their best to put their best pictures up, and. It's, it's interesting because you're not really getting to know the real him until he's sitting in front of you. And he's not getting to know the real you until you're sitting in front of him. Very so, true. Say you are on this first Tinder meet, and we're going to call it a Tinder meet because it's not a date because you don't know whether you like him yet. You're, going, you're meeting up with him in real life. Yes. And you're meeting him to see if you like him. Yes. Oh, God, yes. All right, I'm going to share a story with you. Story time from Russ, right? I met my wife in London in a bar. I saw her, I went over, I started a conversation with her, we swapped numbers, we got to know each other, and in that bar, for those 10 or so minutes when I met her, I got to talk to her a little bit, I found out she's from Australia, I found out what kind of music she liked, I think I remember having this conversation with her about what, like, I think we just took it down to talking about passions for for whatever reason, and she was saying to me she was really passionate about one day going to Japan and teaching English to kids, and it was just crazy. We, I got to know her for those 15 or 20 minutes, I got a feel for how she spoke and who she was, and I got her phone number and I went away and met her. So when we went on our first date, that was exactly what it was. It was a first date. Like today, I don't think we're going on first dates. I think we're going on first meets. So you've kind of connected with this guy on Tinder or Bumble or Happen or Coffee Meets Bagel or whatever the next sort of digital app is, right? You've connected with them. You've gone through this process of chatting back, forth, back, forth, text, 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 message, message, message. And then you've got this image of who he is because of a bit of social stalking. You've got a bit of a feel for who he is just by the messages he's sent. And then when you go and sit in front of him with what you're calling your first date, it's actually just the first time you're meeting him. Like, that is a big change. It's a big change in how we date. But we think of it as a first date. Does that make sense? That totally makes sense. And that does tie in with what we spoke about um, previously with the whole, we're still maintaining that old school mentality of dating and how dating takes place. But it's now in this new tech Mm. world. And we are focusing a lot on meeting people on Tinder and on online dating because from experience and from my friends and talking to other people, that's how a lot of us are dating now. Yeah, but I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I don't think there's anything wrong with meeting people on Tinder or Bumble or online. As far as I'm concerned, it's an introductory service. It's an opportunity to meet someone. And that's it. And then you need to show, you need to be, you know, show up, be the best self you can be and be engaging when you meet them in real life and then you can see where it goes from there. And that, and that I, I'm so glad that you said that because how many of you guys listening, right, have been in a situation where you've matched with a guy on the dating apps and you guys are chatting back 
and forth for weeks. Like you're texting each other back and forth and back and forth. And maybe he is pretty engaging. Maybe he is saying stuff that you like. But it's been weeks. You're actively trying to date this guy on the apps. Or you're actively trying to date this guy on your phone. But no action has been taken to meet up yet. Or you haven't got round to meeting up with him my issue with this is that eventually he is going to be sitting if it goes well he's going to be sitting in front of you and he may not be able to show up as the kind of guy that he's been on text message which is obviously a problem but are you going to show up as the kind of girl that you were when you were texting him when you're texting someone you've got time you've got time to think of those witty comebacks you've got time to think of oh what am i doing on the weekend how can i frame myself to sound like i'm busy and engaging and fun and do all these cool things on the weekend mm. like go hiking and skiing and yeah. look after puppies so you've got time to think about those things but when you're having a conversation back and forth it just flows it's organic yeah. how do you banter like i meet so many girls that say to me oh it's so important that the guy that i meet can banter everyone can, loves a good banter everyone get, loves a good laugh and loves to be able to bounce off a guy but on the on the apps or in on your phone you can you got forever to come up with a a quirky cheeky line and like it's no secret right that i get really frustrated with the dating gurus out there that provide scripts send these seven text messages to the guy to be more engaging with him send these se- these these secret text messages if you copy and paste them straight in he's going to uh fall head over heels in love with you like it's no secret that that frustrates me and the reason it frustrates me is that's not you and when you get there and he sits in front of you and he turns up you have to be you right so how do you show up in a fun engaging way how do you build rapport with him in person it's a really important thing to talk about how do you show up in an engaging way it all starts back at you and you need to know who you are you need to know your story yeah and then you need to get get your head in the game get your head in the game it's funny uh, one of the biggest um bit of feedback we get when I ask girls when you go on your date how did it go one of the biggest pieces of feedback we ever get is oh shit I'm so nervous and worried about getting a mind blank like I don't know what to say when I'm sitting there what if like I'm chatting to him and then it's awkward when my mind's just blank have you ever have you ever experienced that have you ever been through that I have yeah and it is awkward like you sort of sit there and and obviously he's experiencing the same thing too because you both are sort of just there like, mm, okay, oh, all right, um, right, I'll just go get another drink now. But why do you think that is? Like, it's not like we don't know how to have conversation. Like, no. you do it with your friends, you do it with your family, you do it with the people you meet. But when you've got a guy sitting in front of you, suddenly, mind blank. Exactly. It's either he could genuinely be boring and you both could <laughs> genuinely be on different pages in life and you might not care about, you know, what he did last weekend. But do you see the date through? Oh, that's a good point. I, f- I feel like that is a, I was, a topic um, for another I was, day. <laughs> we were, I was talking to one of the girls that came to one of our talks once, and she shared this story with me, and I was it was shocking, right? So she went on a date with a guy, and he sat opposite, and they went for drinks, and they were chatting for a bit, and suddenly she heard this alarm going off, like beep, 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 beep. She's like, what the fuck is that? And he takes his phone out of his pocket. His alarm had gone off and he switches it off and he literally looks her in the eye and goes, thanks, this has been 45 minutes and this is not working out. Thanks very much. And he gets up and he walks out the door. Like, I was so angry for her, right? I was I was pissed off. I was like, who the hell does that? My but, jaw is dropping. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, who the fuck does that? But at the same time, guy that knew what he wants guy that gave it time yeah. like not wasting my time like moving on knows what he wants but is he engaging 
No, I don't no. think so. I think anyone who's got a 45-minute timer set on a date <laughs> is not ready to open themselves it's up. terrible. To an engaging conversation. But what does it mean to be engaging as a woman? Like when you're dating a guy, what does it mean to be engaging? I feel like to be engaging, it comes from an, a confidence perspective. Like mm. if you've got confidence in yourself, like you're, you're not thinking about it. You're not thinking, oh, how, how do I keep being engaging? How do I keep this guy interested in me? Because... Mm. You know, even if you've been on a few dates and you like this guy, you still want to be engaging. It's early days. But it comes from knowing who you are and knowing your story and, you know, having passions and having a life that you're really enjoying. Mm. And then you will just ooze engaging. I think I think that's, really, that's a really important part. Having a lifestyle that you love means that you can talk about the things that you love to talk about and being proud of the lifestyle that you live and sharing that with someone. I, I once had a mentor of mine say to me, um, stop trying to impress girls and start learning how to express yourself. His whole advice was don't impress, start to express. And I think that's really important, right? Like the moment you start to express yourself in a really kind of honest way, then you're actually starting to put it across to the guy that you're meeting, this is who I am and I'm kind of proud of who I am and I'm okay with who I am which touches to your point about confidence yeah I think you automatically become engaging when you can just freely talk about who you are and what you're doing mm. and even if it's something down to like just being aware of the world around you and being mm. able to talk about different things that are happening in the world or different topics being able to talk about your passions if you're really into football you can talk about football but also being really proud of the things you love and not being embarrassed by that yeah right? that's so true because I used to be such a huge musical theatre buff back in high school. And I remember when I was dating guys in high school, like obviously high school guys are very different to <laughs> grown up adult men. Um, but I, you know, when they asked me what I was into, I didn't want to tell them that I was into musical theatre because I knew, well, I assumed in my head that they would have nothing to say in return. Mm. So don't worry about that. Don't worry about the fact that, oh, you know, if I tell him I'm really into um, dog grooming, he might not know where to go with that because if he's the right guy, he'll be like, oh, that's really cool. Like, I love that you're, you know, so passionate about dog grooming. That's really fun. And then he'll ask questions about it or just... And I think that's it, right? We're worried. We're so worried about what someone else is going to think of us. It happens all the time. It doesn't matter if it's starting a conversation with a guy. It doesn't matter if it's the, you're across the table on a date or whether you're in a bar. We're always so worried and nervous about what we're going to say. Like, if I say something stupid, am I going to look like an idiot? What if he doesn't like what I say? We're so worried about being judged by other people that I think we often censor ourselves. We often hold ourselves back. And early on when you were talking, we were talking about this whole idea of mind blanks and what do I say? And I think that we often get mind blanks because we're so damn scared to say something that's going to make us look odd or strange or weird or that we're going to embarrass ourselves. Yeah, yeah, we're censoring ourselves, which is absolutely ridiculous. If you think of, you know, you might want a relationship out of this person. Mm. So they're going to get to know all different sides of you. They're going to get to know every aspect. They're going to hear you <laughs> singing show tunes in the shower on a Wednesday hear you morning. you fart in the morning while in bed. Oh, yeah, that's a like, big one. And, and that's like, okay, I'm not saying being that open yeah, on your first date. Yeah, don't fart on a first date. That's <laughs> gross. Start, don't start farting in bars. Not not a thing, no. But I think it is about, a, a lot of, it's about being really comfortable with who you are. Kind of knowing who you are, knowing your story, being really comfortable with that, and not just kind of being okay with it. So, you know where you read those memes? They're like, be unapologetically you. 
I agree with them, but this is part two to that. Be unapologetically you, know who you are, but then know how to confidently communicate that to the guys that you're sitting opposite. That's it. Because you could be the coolest person into all these fun things. You could go to like cool concerts on the weekend. Mm. You could volunteer at like an old people's home. You could do all this cool stuff. But if you're not sharing it, if you're not letting people know those sides of you, and then you think, oh, why aren't people sticking around? Maybe it's because you're not sharing those really cool aspects to yeah, yourself. Your life. The man that you end up marrying, the man that marries you, the man that loves you for who you are, will love that you're into dog grooming. Like growing up, right, for me, one of the biggest kind of, I guess, learnings was I was so embarrassed for years about being an Uber nerd. Like I was into Star Trek, comic books, Marvel, DC. And look, truth is, I'm still into that. And today it's cool to, to be a nerd. It's cool to it's be... hip to be square. It's hip to be square. But back then when I was dating, it wasn't. And I was so embarrassed. I remember there was a number of girls that I refused to let them know that I was creating a manga comic book. Like, because the like, Japanese art of... Because uh, I used to draw a lot. When I think back to that part of my life, it was just fear. It was fear of being judged by them, fear of other people making a decision about me and me not owning who the fuck I was. And I've done that so many times on dates. I've gone on a date. I've been really interested in this guy. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited that I'm finally going on a date with him. And then I hold back parts of myself because I think, oh, well, you know, he might not like this. And so... I end up being kind of a boring person to be on a date with, like, because mm. I don't share those things. Oh, I just sort oh of, Matt, I don't think you're a boring person at all. Well, I've learnt from those days, <laughs> but I remember going on dates and just being agreeable and being like, okay, yes, engage in some conversation. If he suggests something, I'll be like, mm. okay, let's go and do that. Because I didn't want to share too much of myself in fear that he would reject me, Ooh. which is absolutely ridiculous. In- insane. Yeah. Like, who is he to reject you? I mean... It is a it's it's a valid fear because yeah. if you put your whole self out there and then somebody makes the decision, no, you're not right for me, then you do. You're a human. You feel a little bit cut. You feel a little bit broke. But you need to take a step back and think, right, well, I wasn't right for them. A lot of people aren't right for me. Yeah. On the flip side, I've been on heaps of dates with guys where I've called it. I've been like, okay, you're not the right person for me. So yeah. people just need to realize that you're not going to be everyone's cup of tea. And if you are everyone's cup of tea... You're boring. Like, I'm sorry, but if everyone likes you, you're a bit boring. Like, this is it. Like, challenge. Like, I'm actually speechless with what you said there. I'm so impressed with that because I absolutely fundamentally agree. Have your own opinions about things. Don't be afraid to put that across on a date. Don't be afraid to sort of say what you love and what you love to do and who you're around. And you're not going to be everyone's cup of tea, but that's kind of okay because I reckon there's a heap of guys that you'd maybe date and go, yeah, he's not right for me. He's not the kind of guy for me. And you know what? Like, I love licorice tea. It, I hate licorice, but I love licorice tea. Is that I, a thing? I'm all about what it. The oh my god! You tea? need to try it, everybody. Please <laughs> go to Coles. I think they have licorice tea. Find somewhere with licorice tea. Buy it. Try it. You might love it. You might hate it. But this is exactly it. If you love it, you're gonna love it. If you hate it, you're going to hate it. But those people who love the licorice tea, you need to find your licorice tea equivalent, and you're set. Like it's a, it's a real passion. That, wow. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'll I'll be honest with you, that has got to be the most vivid metaphor for finding the right kind of man I've ever, ever heard. And I kind of like it. Get your licorice tea, ladies. One of the things I want to circle back to 
is it is still in this whole idea of knowing who you are and being really confident about who you are but it's about this idea of confidence so when you go out there and you're on a date and you're engaging a guy and this is what this is about right? it's about how do you engage with the men that you like what's the right way what's the wrong way like what should i be doing what shouldn't i be doing there's so much fucking noise out there and it frustrates me but one of the things that i hear over and over and over again is be more confident men like women who are confident like oh my god what what's your take on this because i'm gonna go off on a rant about it in a minute it it annoys me because being confident is like you can't just tell someone to be confident and they're gonna go snip oh yeah that's right i did i'll do that today (laughs) i didn't think i should be more confident right okay thanks like it's not something you can just pull out from the, from nowhere from, what does it mean what does it mean to be more goddamn confident i've been getting told that my entire life and i'm like I, I don't know how i think in all of the situations where i've needed to be confident like you mm. know when i was auditioning for musical theater roles or mm. if i was going for a job interview um or if i was talking to a stranger like i've never in those situations i don't tell myself maddie be more confident i don't ha- i'm not confident there's, there are lots of things happening in my head that are saying, you can't do this, you can't do this. But it's about silencing those thoughts and just doing it. Like, just doing it is my biggest piece of advice for overcoming lack of confidence is you just go out and do it. Yeah, but hang on. So it's putting yourself out there, right? It's taking that risk. Um, I want to add to that as well. I want to add to this whole idea of be more confident to, and I guess... One of the things you're going to find throughout this entire podcast is there's going to be a common theme. There's going to be a common um, thing that we talk about, and it's about knowing who you are and knowing yourself. And I think confidence can really be summed up in one sentence for me. It's having a certainty around your story, having a certainty around who you are and why you exist and what you're doing. And without being too fluffy, that could be about anything right so imagine you are on a date and we're talking about being more engaging if you're certain about the words coming out your mouth you're confident with what you're saying you're sorry if you're certain with the words coming out your mouth then it lends itself to being confident confident is about certainty and i think if everyone out there anyone who's listening who is worried about going on that first date or is worried about not engaging with the guy out there have a certainty around your story make time to look at who you are and go you know what I fucking love who I am and I am going to confidently or certainly express that to the guy that I'm talking to. Does that kind of make sense? That does. And it's and it can be in tiny little actions. Like even say you're out for drinks with a guy, you can say, all right, do you want another drink? And then you go by the next round. Or he says, oh, I love puppies. Like I've got like three dogs and they're really cute. They're chihuahuas. Do you want to see some photos? And you're like, oh, they're really cute. And then you say to him, actually, I'm not a dog person. Yes. <laughs> like express who you are because so many times in the past I've been yeah. like, oh, my God, yeah, they're so cute. And then in my head I'm like, well, I do. I am a dog person. I'm Don't be agreeable. This. Don't be agreeable for the sake of being agreeable. Have an opinion. If you're a dog person, say, yeah, I actually love puppies. Let me have a look at those pictures. If you're not a dog person, it's more about showing appreciation for it and be like, oh, I love that you're into dogs, but I'm not really a dog person. Please meet my cat, Isabel. Yeah, and that's it. I think it's doing these little things and just sort of making these little tweaks makes you feel a bit more confident. And you're like, oh, yeah, I can speak my mind. Or, yeah, I can go get him a drink. Yeah. And, and the key there is take the risk to put yourself out there. Like, take the risk to say something that scares you and not worry about his response. Or take the risk to, to, to sit closer to him. 
Take yeah, those to kiss be a little bit flirty. Put yourself out there. Make it. Make the touch. Like have a little <laughs> make leg stroke. The touch. <laughs> not. Not. You know. Don't. Don't go too far too soon. But just on that as well. Before, like, I. I really want to open up that whole idea of being flirty. But before that, I want to leave people listening with. You know how I'm big on my mindsets, right? I love this whole idea of. His reaction is not important, but how you handle that reaction is. So his reaction is not important, but how you handle that reaction is. So if you learn to be comfortable with who you are, you learn to be confident in the things that, that you, sorry, you learn to have a certainty around your story when, when you, and you start to express yourself rather than trying to impress him, then what's going to happen is no matter what he says, no matter how he comes across, you can handle that shit. Um, and I just wanted to leave people with that because it's something that for me helped me to get my confidence up. It helped me to break the rules when I was dating and it really helped me to start conversations with people. His reaction is not important. How you handle that reaction is. All right, just really quickly, flirting. Flirting. Okay, so I think, I mean, when I think of being engaging on a date, I do think of flirting a little bit and I am a person who does struggle so much with flirting. I had a boyfriend for five years. We were at high school. And for two years in high school, people thought we were brother and sister because we never sort of initiated, like, we never touched, like, had our arm around each other or hugged each other. People thought we were related. I mean, we kind of look similar, but, like, <laughs> nobody wants to think that the guy you're dating is your brother. Nobody wants so, to ever think that, Maddie. So I think flirting for me is an important part of of being engaging, especially yeah. on a date, um, because I tend to sort of, when I first meet guys, I'm like, yeah, buddy, pal. And it's hard for me to sort of bridge that gap between mm. friends and then go into like initiating like romantic um, things. Just, just wow on that, Matt's <laughs> Wow in every level. And, and it's, it, I think, right, you are going to, I can't wait to offer our next episode to talk more about your flirting skills because in the next episode, I want to talk more about attraction, right? And That's what does that it. mean? Like, what does attraction mean? But what does flirting mean? And I think we would probably want to hear more about your brother-boyfriend story, which is... Um, <laughs> cute but weird and yeah i love you i'm gonna stop talking now yeah we're a cute couple um so yeah we'll touch on flirting briefly here but i feel like the next episode we're gonna delve deep into this flirting topic because flirting's a good there's a great topic it's one of my favorite topics to talk about yeah it's attraction like what is attraction so guys if you are listening and 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 enjoying this conversation and you're sitting there thinking yeah Fuck this. What is flirting? How do I flirt? What does that mean for my communication skills? Tune in to the next episode where I am so excited to delve deep into this idea of attraction and what does that actually mean? All right. That is enough rambling for me. Um, thank you all again for tuning in. Yeah. Thanks, guys. And I think my key takeaways for this one is don't worry about what people think. You do you. And take risks. Make the first move. Be bold. Thanks for listening, guys. If you like what we're putting down, do not hesitate to hit subscribe to this podcast and help continue the conversation with us on our Facebook group. It's hashtag date differently. Let's break all the goddamn rules. We would love to see you there.